Starting a brand new week here on Locked On Nittany Lions, and one quarterback has entered the transfer portal, and one defensive player is heading off to the NFL draft. We'll talk about it all in today's episode of Locked On Nittany Lions. I'm Kevin McGuire. Let's go ahead and get started. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, getting another week started here on the Locked on Nittany Lions podcast. So happy to be with you here today on our Monday, January 18th, 2021 episode. Once again, I am Kevin McGuire. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON. You're going to get 20% off your next order. Great opportunity to get some Built Bars, chocolate bars that taste just like protein bars. No, it's the other way around. The protein bars that taste just like chocolate bars. Let's get it right. Anyway, we are getting things right here on the Locked on the Lions podcast. We're back for a full week here. Lots of stuff going on. Obviously, there's some activity in the transfer portal over the weekend. And of course, we got a decision from another Nittany Lion that has decided to make the jump to the NFL. We are going to talk about those topics and take a look at a former assistant coach and see where he is these days because... Things are happening for a former Penn State assistant. We'll touch on that in our third segment of today's podcast. Before we get into all that, I want to make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so you never miss a single episode on your favorite podcasting app of choice, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts. Uh, whatever you're using to listen to podcasts, we are available. There are more and more options available for you, even some of the newer ones that are popping up. We're on Radio.com. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on Verbal. If you've ever checked those out, make sure you check for Locked on Nittany Lines. We're trying to bring this podcast to you in as many ways as possible because everybody's got a different way to listen to podcasts. So subscribe, rate and review on whatever podcasting app you're using. Help us grow the show going into 2021. A lot of big things could be happening here around the podcast and for your Penn State Nittany Lines. So now's a great time to get on board now while the getting is hot. Now, of course, you can also connect with us in a variety of ways on our social media platforms, including Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitch, all using the username of Locked On Nittany. So go ahead and give us a like, give us a follow, give us a retweet, all that good stuff that really helps us uh, with our reach as well. And as I've been doing every Sunday, I'm actually recording and editing this particular episode of the podcast from start to finish live on my own Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash KevinMLive, walking you through the entire process of building a podcast. So if you're interested in that, make sure you catch me next Sunday. I'm also be on throughout the week as well. With all that out of the way, guys, we do have a lot of stuff to get into in today's episode. Let's, so let's go ahead and get started. Well, we all know that the transfer portal was going to be a very important aspect of Penn State and how they're going to build the roster for the 2021 season. And of course, over the past few weeks, we've seen a handful of players come in through the portal, a handful leave through the transfer portal, or at least step into the transfer portal to weigh all of their options. Uh, Antonio Shelton is one of the recent players that decides from Penn State to enter the transfer portal. He has landed at Florida. Of course, uh, you know he was one of the more notable names going into the transfer portal. Again, no real reason to be upset when a player goes into transfer portal. It's all part of their process. Everybody's looking to put themselves in the best position possible. And yeah, you would love to see players stay at Penn State, especially if they have some good talent and potential. And this may be one of the situations where you have a young quarterback that has some talent, has some potential, and now he is entering the transfer portal. And I tried to warn you before, I thought it was going to be very difficult for Penn State to keep every one of their quarterbacks in state college going into the 2021 season. It would not have been surprising at all 
to see a quarterback enter the transfer portal because certainly Penn State has seen uh, quarterbacks transfer in recent years. This is possibly no exception to the rule as we learned that Micah Bowens has officially entered the transfer portal. Three-star dual threat quarterback out of Las Vegas. It was considered a pretty nice pickup, even though you know only three stars, but uh, getting a player from the West region, from a, a program like Bishop uh, Gorman, Bishop Gorman, I forget the name of the high school, but it's a pretty notable high school in the state of Nevada uh, out of Las Vegas. It was a pretty nice pickup. Uh, Micah Bowen's coming into Penn State. There was some there was some interesting uh, conversation about where he was going to fit into the offense moving forward. But of course, we know this. Sean Clifford's coming back for another year. As of now, so is Will Levis. And the quarterback room is already kind of full. Taquan Roberson, of course, is already there. Uh, early enrollee Christian Villou is uh, from Canada, has now officially joined the program as well. He's going to get started uh, with spring practices along with some other members of that class of 2020 coming in, or I'm sorry, 2021 coming in. And you know, this is a quarterback situation that looks like it's in a pretty good footing. And of course, there's a new offensive coordinator in Mike Yurcich, who's also going to be coaching quarterbacks as well. So this is a pretty good time to be a Penn State quarterback. But of course, you know, there's only so many opportunities that are going to go around. And especially when you have a guy like Sean Clifford coming back, he's very likely to be the starting quarterback once again. He's been the starting quarterback the last two years. I don't see why a new offensive coordinator is going to change that just yet. And I still think that there's some good potential for Sean Clifford running this offense for Penn State in this new offensive flair under Mike Yurcich. So, of course, it's not a very surprising development when one of the younger quarterbacks in the room, in this case, Micah Bones, decides to enter the transfer portal and start to weigh his options for where his future may be. So as a reminder, just to make sure this is all clear, just because a player enters the transfer portal doesn't officially mean they have left the program. However, once a player does leave the program, or enters the transfer portal, that program is no longer required to hold any scholarship for them. Uh, you know, they can still come back and still remain a part of the, the team. That's certainly not unprecedented, including at Penn State. But the way the process works is a player puts his name in the NCAA's transfer portal database that allows him to have communication with any other program, kind of open up his recruiting, and he can be in touch with any program that may be interested in recruiting him to their specific program. So there's no NCAA penalties for having communication between coaches and a player uh, while they're already enrolled at another school. So I'm very curious to see where Micah Bowens goes from here. I would imagine that it's not going to be staying at Penn State. Uh, although, like I said earlier, you would love to see every player that comes into Penn State stay at Penn State, but that's just not the reality. You know, every school out there has players transferring in, transferring out, including at Alabama, at Clemson, Ohio State, every school out there, no matter how successful they are, they're going to have players going into the transfer portal. And ultimately, it is a good resource and a good avenue for student athletes to put themselves in the best possible positions that they feel comfortable in moving forward. I'm not saying that Michael Bowens had any unpleasant uh, situations at Penn State. This is just a matter of just checking your options and seeing if there is something that's better for you out there. Maybe you get a chance to play earlier on, which is very possible. It seems to be the case for a lot of quarterbacks that enter the transfer portal. They're really just looking for an opportunity to play. And we see that more and more with younger quarterbacks. You know, you have talent, you have skill, you know, you want to be able to show what you can do. It doesn't look like that was going to happen at Penn State for Micah Bowens as far as 2021 season is concerned. So if there is an opportunity out there, Let's see if he can take advantage of that elsewhere. So wishing him all the best of luck. Very curious to see where he'll go from there. And of course, we'll touch base on that uh, as we move forward. So again, lots of activity going on with the Penn State roster going into 2021 season. 
We also know that it will be without one of its defensive stars going into the 2021 season. We'll talk about that in our next segment. Well, by now, the NFL's conference championship games have now been set. So maybe you're checking out those lines to see who you should be taking in the AFC and the NFC championship games next weekend, getting ready for that big game at the end of the professional football season. You know what I'm talking about. And the best way to do that is with betonline.ag. There's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust, and that is betonline.ag. So sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag. Use the promo code LOCKEDON and they're going to give you a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. It's like free money. So take a look at those lines, do your research, and place the bets that you think are going to make you the most money. Now's a great time to get involved because we obviously have the NBA going on board. We have the NHL has dropped the pucks last week. There's lots of sports action coming your way, including with the NFL playoffs as we go forward with the big game. And hey, now's not a bad time to even check out those futures. For next year's national championship run, maybe place a couple bucks on the Nittany Lions, make yourself some big money if things go well. Uh, you know, hey, it might be a little bit of a risky investment, but hey, that's what this is all about sometimes, right? So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Twenty twenty is mercifully over, and it's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, they're picking football playoffs, they're talking NBA locks all winter long. So subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcast, and don't forget to check out the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast on those same podcast feeds. Subscribe to Locked On Bets. Subscribe to Locked On Nittany Lions, and subscribe to all of your favorite Locked On podcast shows across your favorite podcasting apps. All right, so we know that the Penn State Nittany Lions are going to be without a few key players in their 2021 season, as a couple players are taking advantage of their opportunities to pursue their NFL dreams. Uh, we obviously know the most notable player who's not going to be a part of the Penn State program in 2021 is a player that didn't play at all in 2020. And that, of course, is the linebacker Micah Parsons. Uh, we knew that tight end Pat Fryermuth had been announced that he was going to be heading off to the NFL draft, uh, see what he can do. He's obviously coming off from an injury that sidelined him at the end of last season, but it looks like he's going to be all right for his NFL future. Very curious to see where he goes there. And, of course, defensive end Jason Owe has also announced that he was going to be turning pro as well. Now, today is actually the deadline for players to declare early for the NFL draft. And even though the NCAA is giving every player that played last year an extra year of free eligibility, given that we're in a pandemic and things are very weird, there are still a number of players that are going to head off to the NFL, having filled in their time uh, at their current programs, including at Penn State. And one of the latest in that Nittany Lions to make that decision to turn pro is Lamont Wade, who had declared for the NFL draft over uh, the weekend on his Twitter account. This is a very unsurprising development. He's a player that had already been there for four years, and he was going to be going into his fifth year. And like I said, even though you got an extra year of eligibility granted by the NCAA for everybody, uh, there's still no real reason for Lamont Wade to return and play another year when he is ready to turn pro. I mean, he's had his highs, he's had his lows, but I think overall as a product, uh, he's maxed out about where he's going to be coming out of Penn State. Now, I don't know where he's going to be on the draft board. I'll have to take a look and see what some of the NFL draft analysts are saying, but you've got another key player from Penn State's defense that is going to be moving on. Now, of course, we all know that the secondary 
is uh, going to miss Lamont Wade, but it's also bringing back Tariq Castro-Field. So all of a sudden, the secondary is probably going to be pretty bounced, I think, from where we saw it last year going into next year. So I, I don't think that you know losing a talented player like Lamont Wade hurts to a certain degree, hurts your depth a little bit. But of course, I, I think uh, it's not really one that's going to be a devastating blow, I think, as far as the unit is concerned. So I do think that the secondary is still going to be in a pretty stable shape all things considered, going into next season. But we'll obviously have to wait and see. But it does look as though, um, you know, we're going to see four Nittany Lions moving on to the NFL, ready to make that move and see what they can do uh, to impress those draft scouts. So the players I mentioned, um, they're all going to be drafted. There's no question about that. Uh, I don't know if anybody else is going to be announcing, but between the time that I'm recording this podcast on the middle of Sunday afternoon and any time on Monday after the podcast has already gone live, obviously we'll update that information for you in the Tuesday edition of the podcast should it come to that. But uh, as of now, uh, Micah Parsons still probably going to be one of the first defensive players taken off the board, even though he didn't play last year. I'm very curious to see how that's going to impact his draft stock because we all went into what was supposed to be the 2020 season, widely expecting that Micah Parsons was among the best defensive players in college football. I don't think that not playing hurt that opportunity to be one of the first defensive players taken, but obviously some other players have taken some opportunities to shine as well. So I'll be very curious to see where Micah Parsons goes. I still think he is certainly a top 10 caliber player. Uh, I'm I'm very curious to see what some of those NFL draft scouts are going to have to say, especially since it looks like this is not going to be a typical NFL draft process. Go figure, right? Because we're still going through all the pandemic, social distancing, all that stuff. It does not look as though the NFL scouting combine is going to be conducted in February the way it typically is. And how much that actually impacts the stock that some players will have could be very curious. Now, it's not necessarily going to hurt a player like Micah Parsons, who's already widely considered to be a very early defensive draft pick. But it could hurt another player that maybe could have taken advantage of a typical scouting combine, you know, putting in those reps and, and putting in the, the, the 40 speed. And obviously, you're going to have some pro day extravaganzas. There's going to be a lot of virtual scouting done. And I don't know if that necessarily is a bad thing for a lot of players, but I do think that missing out on the opportunity to break through at the scouting combine, it's going to hurt some players along the way. I'm not saying it's going to hurt any of these players coming out of Penn State. Uh, but a player coming off of an injury that may be having a little bit of something to prove, maybe like Pat Frymuth, that that could certainly be a little bit of a question mark, I think, as this draft process unfolds. But again, I don't know what to expect. And that's the thing. Nobody really knows what to expect. So we're talking about Lamont Wade, Pat Frymuth, Jason Oway, Michael Parsons. They're all going off to the NFL draft. They're probably all going to be okay. And uh, I do think that this is just something that's going to have to be adapted to and some players and some programs and some teams are going to adapt to it better than others and the nfl teams that put in the due diligence to make sure that they have all the available information possible and do their follow-ups they're going to be at the serious advantage here going into the nfl draft and it is going to be important for the schools that a lot of these players are coming from to make sure that those opportunities to showcase their talents are available to them I think Penn State will do a very good job as best as possible. You know, certainly if they're being asked to by these players to really help coordinate some of these things, open the lines of communication, make uh, areas and make opportunities available and accessible. I do think that Penn State, uh, as well as a number of other programs, 
will have what it takes to make sure that those opportunities present themselves for these players and any other player that's looking to impress somebody in the NFL draft process. Now, some players are going to be training on their own. Somebody is or we going through with private coaching. They'll be doing it from home in their home states or hometowns, whatever the case may be. We get that. But if there is a player that needs to take advantage of what Penn State has available to him, I think that Penn State will absolutely roll out the red carpet as much as possible for NFL opportunities because it's obviously a recruiting tool in itself, right? You send players off to the NFL, the more you do that, the more talent you're going to bring in because high schoolers are going to see the kind of production you're sending off to the NFL. Now, Penn State has done a pretty decent job of that over the course of its uh, program history. And I do think that James Franklin continues to be doing that at a you know, very good rate as well. So you see some of the players that are even playing this NFL playoff weekend. You see players around the league. You see some good opportunities to showcase what Penn State is all about. Penn State has never been one that's been lacking in NFL talent. It may not have as much as some of the other schools that are out there, but it is certainly going to do its best to make sure players like Lamont Wade, Pat Fryermuth are going to have the opportunities they need to improve their chances to compete in the next level. So we're all very curious to see where everything is going to be happening with the NFL draft process. We'll be touching base with some of our NFL experts out there across the Locked On Podcast Network. Get some of their takes on where some of these Penn State players are going to stand on their big boards. And I'm very much looking forward to interacting with some of the NFL shows across the Locked On Podcast Network as well. Because there are certainly a lot of opportunities to get a chance to see what some of these NFL minds think about some of these Penn State players. So lots of stuff to look forward to leading up to the NFL draft. Whatever that process is going to be for the players and the coaches and the franchises and the programs, we're going to do our best to kind of cover it as much as we possibly can from our point of view. So we have one more segment to come up. Uh, We're going to take a look at a former Penn State assistant that is now getting a chance to be a head coach. We're going to talk about that in our third and final segment of today's podcast. You're getting another week started. Have you given up on your New Year's resolutions yet? Do you still have one of those New Year's resolutions to do better with your weight management? If you are, then good for you. If you're looking for something that's going to help you, check out the Built Bars. They are the protein bars that taste just like the chocolate bars. I'm having them every day. They are a perfect mid-morning snack for me or post-lunch snack to get me through the rest of my workday. I'm on my feet all day, so I need something that's going to help fill me up and help me feel good moving forward. And for me, that has been the Built Bars because if you're looking for a protein bar that doesn't taste yucky and it really does fill you up, then the protein bar that tastes like a chocolate bar sounds pretty enticing, right? It almost sounds too good to be true. Well, I'm telling you it's not. I've been having Built Bars for a while now. I've been just got a recent package of a random assortment, and I'm going through, on a, I'm picking one out of the box at random every day, throwing them in my lunch, and I'm having it either mid-morning or after my lunch break. It really helps me get through the day. People are wondering, how can I stay so energized? It's because I'm not feeling empty in my stomach. I'm always feeling pretty good, and there are so many different flavors to choose from, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. Those are some delicious sounding flavors, right? Well, that is just a sampling of what they have to offer. If you want to check them out for yourself, go to BuiltBar.com. You can check out all the low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber bars that are great for anyone on a keto diet, or if you're just looking to lose or maintain your weight. So many different ways to do that with Built Bar. So go to BuiltBar.com. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON. They'll give you 20% off your next order. And while supplies last, they're going to throw in a free cooler with your purchase. So you go to BuiltBar.com, enter the promo code LOCKEDON, save yourself 20% off some delicious protein bars that taste like chocolate bars, and you may even get a free cooler. Take it from me. Throw some Built Bars in your refrigerator. Throw them in that cooler with your lunch. Take it to work. Take it to the gym. Whatever the case may be, it's a nice, cool, refreshing treat, and it's going to feel good, and it's going to keep you full the rest of your day as well. 
One more time, go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, save 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, final segment of today's edition of Locked On Nittany Alliance on this Monday. And just a reminder that tomorrow is Tuesday. And what does that mean? It means it is Twitter Tuesday. So we are going to take some time to answer your questions, address some of your comments about the podcast, about Penn State football. So make sure you reach out to us on our Twitter account at Locked On Nittany right now. Submit your questions as long as they are in by, let's say, 4 p.m. Eastern today, Monday. They will absolutely be guaranteed to be brought into tomorrow's edition of the podcast because I'll be recording the podcast sometime Monday evening. So tomorrow will be our Twitter Tuesday episode. Get in your questions, get in your comments. Let's have some fun. It doesn't necessarily have to be about college football or Penn State. It can be some off-topic conversation as well because that's always fun to dig into. If you guys have any fun questions to entertain. So get in your questions, get in your comments, and be a part of our Twitter Tuesday edition of the podcast. Of course, we'll also be touching base on anything else that happens as far as Penn State headlines are concerned. Like I said, today is the deadline for early draftee enrollees or early entry draft decisions <laughs> to get that clear. So we could potentially have some more news to cover in tomorrow's podcast as well. Of course, we'll also take a look and see what other headlines are out there regarding Penn State football, Big Ten football, and college football in general. One of the headlines that uh, kind of opened my eyes um, in recent days was the fact that a former Penn State assistant is now going to be a head coach at Marshall. So Marshall had a head coaching change that came open, obviously uh, parting ways with Doc Holliday, and now they are going on with a new head coach. And what better way to do that than with one of the younger names that is up and coming and certainly has a flair for the offensive nature of the game that's out there. And that would be Charles Huff. Charles Huff is going to be the next head coach of the Marshall Thundering Herd. His most recent uh, stop was with Alabama as a running, ba- running backs coach uh, for the Crimson Tide. Hey, great spot to be if you're an, off- if you're an offensive assistant or a defensive assistant. Uh, being a part of that Alabama program means that you're going to be a head coach at some point along the way. So he's obviously going to be taking over the Marshall program, which is a pretty solid program as far as Conference USA is concerned. I know the season, the, this past season didn't quite end the way that they were hoping it would. Uh, but obviously, Charles Huff, this is his first time being a head coach. He's going to get that opportunity now with a pretty solid position to be in as far as Conference USA is concerned. So very curious to see what Charles Huff does there. Now, Charles Huff was one of the first assistants that came to Penn State under head coach James Franklin when James Franklin was hired. Uh, he had worked with James Franklin twice previously, uh, including at Vanderbilt, where James Franklin was the head coach, and a couple years before that at Maryland uh, as a running back coach under James Franklin, who was uh, one of the assistant head coaches for the Terps under Ralph Regan. So I figured you know, he was going to be one of the names that was going to be a key part of that Penn State program for a couple of years uh, as James Franklin got started. So like I said, he came to Penn State in 2014 as part of James Franklin's first staff at Penn State. Uh, his most recent stop at, before that had actually been at Western Michigan. But like I said, they had worked previously at Vanderbilt and at uh, Maryland. So there was obviously a familiarity there. Now, uh, Charles Hoff left Penn State with former offensive coordinator Joe Moorhead when Joe Moorhead became the head coach at Mississippi State after a couple years as the offense coordinator for the Nittany Lions. So obviously when you lose a coordinator to a, a head coaching position elsewhere, odds are he's going to take some of his assistants with him. That was the case with Charles Huff here. Uh, so this is an offensive staff at Penn State that has seen a, a couple of guys go on to become head coach. Of course, Ricky Vonnie most recently uh, became the head coach at Old Dominion. 
and he ended up taking a couple of assistants as well. So that's why you saw so much turnover with the offensive coaching staff just last year. Now, of course, this year we have a new offensive coordinator that we're going to be talking about, but it looks like minimal changes elsewhere around the staff. But I've said before, James Franklin has a pretty good eye for his assistant coaches. And I think the track record that a lot of these assistants have gone on kind of backs that theory up. Now, I'm not saying that he was the first one to have an eye on some of these assistants because they certainly have had some that have had some traction before uh, they worked with James Franklin and certainly some gained a little bit more after they worked with James Franklin. But I, I do think that if there's one thing you can say about James Franklin, I mean, you can say a lot of good things about James Franklin, but one of them has to be that when he puts together a staff, he's putting together some quality assistants. And you can see that because when he needed an offense coach, he brought in Joe Moorhead, one of the you know, top offensive minds at the FCS level with uh, Fordham, uh, really rejuvenated the Penn State offense. And Ricky Ronnie went on to become a head coach. You've seen some defensive coaches go on to some other opportunities. And of course, you've seen some offensive uh, coaches leave for promotions uh, elsewhere. So people tend to move up when they're working under James Franklin. So there is something to be said about the quality staff that he puts together. Now, there's also something to be said about having another offensive coordinator for another season. And there is some question about the stability and the consistency that you have there. But I will say what I said last week, hiring Mike Yursich is an easy upgrade for the entire offensive coordinator position as far as Penn State's concerned. Not to say that Kirk Shiraka would not have had success in this 2021 season, but I feel like it was an easy choice to make because this is an upgrade offensive coordinator. And as far as Charles Huff is concerned, I'll be very curious to see what he does with his first staff at Marshall. Will he tap into any former assistants that maybe worked under James Franklin or worked at Penn State? Will any assistants currently at Penn State uh, leave for Marshall? Probably not likely because unless they're getting a, a significant uh, bump in promotion uh, or title, they're probably not leaving Penn State to coach at Marshall. And again, I'm not saying anything's off the table, but that's just my uh, initial reaction. But it will be curious to see what kind of staff uh, Charles Huff puts around him uh, with the Thundering Herd. And I think, like I said, it's a good spot to be in. Also a good spot, like I said, at Alabama. <laughs> and of course, as I'm recording this, it's still not official yet, but it does look as though former Penn State head coach Bill O'Brien is going to be Alabama's new offensive coordinator. Uh, just feels as though the, the official announcement is only mere moments away. Uh, maybe Alabama is just kind of basking in the glory of their recent national championship and kind of letting everything, letting the dust settle from that last week, or in this case, the confetti. Uh, so I get that. There's really no rush to announce an offense coordinator change, even though Steve Sarkeesian has already taken over and been introduced as the head coach of Texas now that his responsibilities at Alabama are uh, all done. But you know, like I said, Bill O'Brien in a really good spot at Alabama. Charles Huff was in a really good spot at Alabama. And you see where he's getting a head co coaching opportunity. I do think that Bill O'Brien as an offense coordinator with previous head coaching experience and, and widely regarded as good head coaching experience at Penn State and Say what you will about what happened in the NFL. Uh, it's only going to be a matter of time, I think, before Bill O'Brien is a head coach once again. I would have loved to have seen him as the offense coordinator at Penn State. I think that would be pretty fun to see. Uh, I just never felt that, you know, I, I still think he would have been an upgrade over Kirk Chiraca if James Franklin wanted to go that way. But I don't think that that was ever going to be a possibility. Would have been pretty cool to see, but I, I don't think that Bill O'Brien being an offense coordinator at Penn State was ever going to be seriously entertained by anybody. <laughs> Would have been fun, but uh, yeah, not going to happen. All right, so there you go. Charles Hoff is off to coach at Marshall. Wishing him all the best of luck. 
I did check the future schedule because I wanted to make sure that there were no future games between Penn State and Marshall. I didn't see any. Uh, I would be a pretty cool series to see, given the, the regionalization of the, the series, although Penn State is more focused on West Virginia, uh, which is coming up in the uh, next few years, couple of years, right? So I'll take a look at that uh, when that time comes. But there you go. Former Penn State assistant under James Franklin, Charles Huff, will be the next head coach at Marshall. And then we'll continue to see what happens with uh, the rest of the coaching world because there are always changes that are happening. Uh, and obviously, there have been some changes at Penn State. We'll see if any more come up along the way. Well, here we are. We're getting ready for spring football at this point. All eyes are kind of focused in on that right now with the newest recruits already enrolling at Penn State, getting ready for spring practices, spring workouts. Hopefully, things are a little bit more normal this time around. Uh, you know, avoid all of that uh, nonsense that we had to go through last season uh, because I do think the work is being done right now to make sure that the 2021 Nittany Lions are going to start off much better than they did in 2020. I don't think there's a, any real doubt about that. It's a challenging schedule. Don't get me wrong, but I do think that we're going to see a much better start to the season from Penn State in 2021 than we saw in 2020. And that begins now. Begins now in this offseason. Preparing, getting your players ready, getting your players conditioned, getting acclimated with your new offense coordinator, and adjusting and filling holes for players that are leaving for the NFL draft. That's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for subscribing, rating, and reviewing on your favorite podcasting app. And if you're checking us out on Twitch as well, thank you for following there. Uh, you know, it's going to have we're going to have a lot of fun moving forward with this podcast. We've got some big things. I'm hoping to share some details as soon as I possibly can. So just hang in there. We do have some fun things that are on the way as far as this podcast is concerned and where the future of this podcast is going. I could not be more excited about where we're going to be heading. But we'll share those details when appropriate. For now, thank you for subscribing. Thank you for liking. Thank you for following us on all of our social media channels as well, including Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch, all using the username LockedOnNittany. I am Kevin McGuire. Thank you so much for following me on Twitter, at KevinOnCFB. Checking out my work, college football work on AthlonSports.com. We'll take a look at some of those Big Ten players that are leaving for the NFL draft a year early coming up soon on Athlon Sports, so I'll throw that link out there for you. And, of course, you can also check me out on Patreon at Patreon.com slash KevinMcGuire. Don't forget about my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash KevinMLive, where I recorded, edited, and put together today's episode of the podcast live from start to finish, walked you through my entire process. So if you want to check that out, uh, you can do that as well. Have a great day, guys. Go 1-0 today. We can't go 1-0 this week unless we go 1-0 today. So make sure today is a good day. Get your day started on the right foot. Get your week started on the right foot. Hopefully we can be a part of that moving forward and keeping you in a good position for the rest of the week, rest of the month, and, of course, the rest of the year. Have a great day, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you guys all again tomorrow.